Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The flowers are blooming. The grass is growing. And it's time to chop the weeds. Thanks to our sponsors at Manscaped, you can trim those holes safely and efficiently. I'm talking about ball trimmers, y'all. Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, have an exclusive offer for the Thomas Island audience. If you use our code... And you'll get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Join the 2 million men who trust Manscaped. They're here to make sure your balls are trimmed and smelling nice. After all, it's time for some spring cleaning. Manscaped has all the tools to get you spring ready. Have you heard about the Weed Whacker? It's a nose and ear hair trimmer that provides proprietary skin safe technology which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. There's no more gross nose hairs flying off into the wind. Plus, the premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor and a 360 degree rotary dual blade system. Manscaped is making it easier than ever to whack your weeds and also to make sure that you have the most confidence while also providing hygiene. Speaking of incredible hygiene, Manscaped has formulations to keep you fresh and ready for everything that comes your way all day. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. It's starting to get hot outside and this is crucial for your balls to stop sticking to your leg. I use it. It's great especially as the summertime gets swampier if you go to manscaped.com right now and use the code tama you'll get 20 percent off and free shipping that's right use the code t-a-m-a for free shipping and 20 percent off at manscaped.com manscaped shave your balls A gorilla of destiny, a bullet club OG, continuing on the legacy of the most feared name in all of wrestling. From Tonga to Japan to America, you are now entering Tama's Island with your host, the babyface heel, Tama Tonga. Guys, welcome to another episode here on Thomas Island Podcast. I am your host, Thomas Tonga, with my man, Ross Berman. Ross, who we got here with us, man? We got the subscribers back, baby. We jumped through all the ethical hoops that we had to last week to deal with the COVID outbreak, and now we can just shoot the shit again. We got Sydney, we got Sam, two uh, dedicated Thomas Island subscribers. They've been some highlights of the happy hour, especially in the past uh, few months, and so we're happy to kind of kind of have them have them on the island with us, chopping up this week. <laughs> What's up, guys? Not too much. <laughs> now don't be shy now okay we're gonna talk here i see you guys talking all that shit on social media we want to hear it here on the podcast all right don't be shy now don't pull away now yep. all right cool ross all right so uh there were some some things that happened this past weekend uh if you guys are some of you guys seen on wwe's backlash there was mm-hmm. uh some crazy matches <laughs> or just one crazy match it, it it took a lot of your imagination to you know to sit through it but there's that uh we got some yep. uh 
What else we got, Ross? <laughs> we, alien oh, talk. we got uh, we, we always got, got alien talk. We can do, we can talk some aliens. We can talk. Uh, <laughs> we got WWE uh, WrestleMania backlash. Uh, Cody and Anthony Agogo have been going back and forth on Twitter. There's a lot of there's a lot to chew on there. And speaking of AEW, their parent company is merging with Discovery, so there's a whole new angle to uh, some of the stuff that's been happening in the the TV world. You guys over in New Japan are going to be returning to live events on May 22nd. Uh, yes. but, and, and pretty much by July slash August, all North American promotions are going to have fans back. And then also it's, it's looking like Christopher Daniels might be, uh, might be done. It might be the end. It's not only the end of SCU, but the fallen angel, uh, if being the elite and, uh, this past week's AEW are to believe the, the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels is, is calling it, calling it a, uh, a career. It's been, it's been a, it's been a big week since we were last on the Island, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw to, throw to you first, Tom. I mean, what what is your let's start with Christopher Daniels cuz it's entirely possible that by, you know, this time next week this will all just be storyline cuz it was featured on on being the elite, but for right now, Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian, better known as sometimes SCU, sometimes bad in uh, uh bad influence, sometimes the addiction. At one point they were the uh the Legion of Boom, but they are yeah. they've been a long-time tag team. You've had the pleasure of working with them on a few occasions. I mean, what do you think of yeah. the fact that SCU are, are they're done as a tag team? Even if even if this Daniels retirement is like Mark Henry, that tag team is over and that's yeah. that, so, that's big. You know, you I, you know, I can't I'll never take retirement in wrestling <laughs> yep. seriously ever ever. It's like might as well call it a pre-retirement because you don't ever know when anybody's retired because you'll see them two years later, five years later, seven years later, ten years later, just keep coming back and it's like, mm. come on, all right. So I I don't know if there's ever a retirement in in wrestling ever, you know. Yeah. So, uh, but great guys, great tag team. They've been around the block, man. They've been everywhere. They've done it, and and props to them for for all the accompl- accomplishments that uh you know they've done. Mm-hmm. So. I think it's cool that I, I can see a next step going on here, you know, get, being agents and, yep. and, and, and booking area. But uh, what do you think, man? I'm, I I think, A, it was an amazing match to go out on the match with the Young Bucks. I mean, it really had that it, – it, it seems like it seems like it had that main event – tag team pay-per-view quality bout on television mm-hmm. lots of blood lots of near falls lots of hope that uh maybe just maybe scu were going to be able to take those belts home but it was i i i'm a huge fan of daniels and kazarian i think even even when they're they're handed chicken shit they make amazing chicken salad out. not just like serviceable chicken salad they will they will turn it into some gourmet stuff um, and when you also look at how long Christopher Daniels' career has gone on, Kazarian as well, because, you know, Daniels has been going since the 90s, Kazarian since 98. These are guys who have, have been uh, around the block, so to speak. And so they are, yeah. they are definitely, they definitely wear that, that legend's crown. I'm interested to see what they can do kind of backstage. I want throw, throw to throw to, to, we'll throw to Sam first and then Sydney. Sam, what did you kind of think of not only the match, but the SCU breaking up, the possibility of Daniels being done? How is this sitting with you? I mean, I'm okay with it. He's been around a while. He's done everything. He's he's still going to be around as yep. like a backstage uh, in some form and still, you know, contributing to wrestling. I mean, but unfortunately, he won't be in the ring or SU's not together. I love SCU. I got some SU shirts. So that's unfortunate. But it's a good match. Yep. I mean, look at the picture that we got from it with the, with the, uh, the, whatever they call their trigger, their knee, double knee move. Yeah, oh, yeah. The- 
And then and also just the I mean the the inj- the injury to Daniel's eyeball has been floating out there so much that like this I it really did leave a lasting image on not just the wrestling business but just I mean fans in general. I I I I really I think you're right. It they're not going to be they're not dying. They're not disappearing. It's not like with with Azuka where they're treating them like they're dead for some reason. Like these guys are going to they're going to be hanging out. They're going to be doing stuff. They're going to be on social media and so it does I I am interested to see what they can do post post active wrestling because uh, mm. a guy a, a good example is a guy like Lance Storm who if you look at his social media now he's an encyclopedia I mean that's a dude he's basically giving away training seminars every day on right. uh, yeah. on his 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 social media and I, I think Kazarian and Daniels absolutely have the 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 wherewithal to to kind of go that route I, I mean what do you what do you think Sydney and these guys they've been around forever and now they're just it's it's they're it's the end of an era what what do you think of this I absolutely agree that we shouldn't be treating it like they're dying. Like they're still totally going to be there. They're <laughs> yep. still going to be behind the scenes. Um, I Are am you like with I, Sam. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't say I'm okay with it because I, I had a, I felt a genuine, uh, I, I genuinely had a, a friendly connection with, um, I was, I was very, uh, I very much liked SCU yep. uh, and I had, I had met them a couple times and they've always been nothing but kind to me. Mm-hmm. And um, I, 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 I'm definitely going to miss seeing them in the ring, uh, but I'm excited to see what they do behind the scenes. I'm excited to see how things progress behind the scenes and like more talents brought in maybe, or mm-hmm. now that things are starting to restrictions are starting to, uh, lessen up maybe that means uh we'll be seeing more talent come in and that's why that they're doing this behind the scenes thing but yeah i mean i'm gonna miss them in the ring and that match was who that match was absolutely i absolutely loved it i it it had so much storytelling to it and i feel like that's what drew me to aew was that storytelling and it was nice to see a match like that when i hadn't seen one in quite a while like the the blood on the shoes alone oh. like and how angry matt got and how that led into the i'm sorry i love you super kick like i felt like that was that was like poetry right there because it was and it was just and the the promo on bte uh tugged at my heartstrings and <laughs> i feel like that's how i i would assume that's how a lot of wrestlers feel when they feel like they're getting close to their end and I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is where he kind of just takes a step back and focuses on his uh, behind the scenes roles. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's sad to hear, but again, they've been around for, you said since the nineties, like yep. Wait, at they, some point. <laughs> I, I do, I, I do need to jump in on my own stat there. They haven't been teaming together since the nineties. They've been wrestling since then, yes, they've been teaming together, since but the they've 90s. been teaming together since the mid 2000s. So it's not like, it's not like they're, you know, uh, uh, it's not like I'm trying to say they're they're new or anything, but I, I like one thing Sydney brought up that I, I do want to kind of go back to is their connection with fans. I remember covering uh, an ROH taping in Chicago for WrestleZone, where at the, usually at the intermission of the ROH tapings, if you've ever been to one, they have the merch lines, and the the line for SCU is insane because they they have that connection with fans. They know people want to not only meet them, but they want to you know get that picture. They want to have that moment. And SCU is very good at at, at making those 
those moments uh, for fans. So yeah, I like it. I, I like that we're all kind of taking a very level head on this. They're going to be around and knowing, knowing the way AEW does. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Like they, <laughs> and it's, it's entirely possible that the way AEW works, Daniels will break Ric Flair's record of from, of going from retirement to being on TV again in short. Cause like they, they'll, they'll use him for some kind like the way at right. new Japan used Shibata at one point where it, when Kenta showed up and it was like, he's, he's fighting Shibata. You can't, you're not supposed to fight Shibata. Like that's how it's going to be with Daniels. They're like, no, he's, He's still hurt from the Young Bucks match. There's the it's it. There's so much they can do with this. It's great. I'm I'm very excited, and uh, it's it's not the only storyline that AEW has that seems to have people talking right now. Because there, if if there's one thing people are talking about right now, it's Anthony Agogo, and it's about the for one night only the American Dream, Cody. Rhodes, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw to you, Tama. First, what do you kind of think oh. of this this back and? Don't throw it to me because I no, don't know no. nothing about that. <laughs> okay, no, well then no, we'll. Let's, I want to hear what you guys have to say about this. Well then, I'm, let me let me let me preface this. Let me give you the the introduction. Basically, the same night as the the Young Bucks SCU tag match, Cody Rhodes cut a uh, a divisive promo. Let's put it this. Mm-hmm. Let's to put it gently. Uh, it was it was a little all over the place, but it, it really had that '80s vibe of uh, the USA rah rah rah. Either love it or leave it. And it was directed towards Anthony Agogo, who, if you've ever paid attention to Anthony Agogo's social media, is very much a he's a smart guy. He's not he's not someone you know. There are, there are those two definitions of patriotism. There's some people who see patriotism as like your country can do no wrong, and there's some people who see patriotism as you, you need to hold your country accountable for some things. And we're seeing the two sides to that right now because Cody is very much, Anthony is is making money from the U.S. Treasury on a U.S. visa. He should, just, you know, shut up and be grateful, basically. And then you got Anthony Agogo saying, y'all kind of are talking like some sheep. You're, you're pledging allegiance to this flag and you don't even know the things that have been done in the name of the flag. And so it's it's this, it's very three-dimensional storytelling. If you ask to, if you ask 100 people, 50 people are going to tell you Cody's promo was the best and 50 pro- people are going to tell you Cody's promo was, was bad. It's, it's been very, uh, very divisive. I'll throw it to, throw to Sydney first. Sydney, what, what have you kind of been thinking of, of the back and forth that Cody and Anthony and Gogo have been having on social media in the wake of this, of this promo? I haven't really been paying attention to social media very much okay. for it, but um, from what I have seen, I definitely feel the 80s vibe of it about the whole oh, this is, you don't know what America's really done. Well, America does no wrong and all that sort of yep. uh, sort of thing. Um, but like, I can see like, it's, it's one of those things that like, I feel like the storytelling of it is more deeper than just a mm-hmm. uh, wrestler versus a wrestler, which I feel like I see all the time in WWE. It's like, oh, it's, we're having this guy versus this guy because why not? Um, like this actually feels like something's there, like they actually feel this way. And while I wouldn't say the promo Cody had was the best promo he's ever had, I would still say it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the build up to the part where he said he's going to be the American dream for one night, that kind of, that was pretty cool. I like mm-hmm. that part, but there was a ton of stuff that like, how he was trying to defend like how things have been really rough lately. And I'm just like, might not want to do that. That might be a bad idea. But I mean, I still thought it was pretty, I thought it was more good than bad at least. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of a, cause like, here's the thing. When it first heard the, 
the promo, I I did not like it because it's not for me. It's just not. Oh, my my dog is yawning. One second. It's it wasn't for it wasn't for me. It's the kind of promo that makes me want to see. I don't know. Cody Rhodes get punched in the gut. Whereas for some people, it's gonna be it's gonna inspire that patriotism. But either way, I I like that it's not like you said. It's got that '80s vibe. But in the '80s, the heel wouldn't be allowed to make good points. The the face wouldn't be allowed to look bad. You know what I mean? Like it would it would very much be. USA good, America, uh, uh, USA bad, USA good, and that's all you get. Whereas now you're actually getting like a, a debate and a, a battle of ideas. I don't know, Sam. What what have you kind of been thinking of the the back and forth that's been going on between between Cody and and Anthony Agogo? I mean, I think it's been great for Anthony Agogo. I mean, mm-hmm. I, know he, I, hope, I know who he is now, and there there are president. There are people that want him to be president right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I've only seen the one thing where he. Like maybe his first match where he first did the punch. I've seen that clip. And then I've seen some of the stuff on social media, but I'm definitely on his side. I definitely mm-hmm. want to see Cody get punched in the gut <laughs> by him, you know? <laughs> so, but, but yeah, it's great for him. I mean, yep. he's you know new star getting, getting a nice, nice rub from Cody, I guess you could say. And I mean, hope, I don't know if he'll win, but I hope so. I that mm. see that's where I'm at. As long as as long as either Anthony Agogo wins or if Cody wins, Cody has to leave on a stretcher. Those are my like that. Those are the only two places I can see this going because of how much they've made that gut punch real. Like there mm. are there are guys like Billy Gunn that are still basically being like, I'm still kind of screwed up from that gut punch. Like he really he screws you up with it. Uh, and and so especially the way that he he gut punched Cody, he draped the flag over it. I kind of mm. get the vibe that I got before the Brody Lee match that Cody had where Brody Lee just beat the hell out of Cody and sent him, you know, sent him home on a stretcher. Uh, I, I know that Cody has that kind of, uh, that kind of match in him. And so I'm, I'm interested mm-hmm. to see, I'm interested to see where it goes. And that's, I think that a, a that's the point. And B I, again, I keep going back to the three dimensional idea. I mean, I, am I, am I crazy here, Sam? What, it, what are you kind of, well, no, and actually I was thinking about it too. Like, I mean, I don't know when Brandy's due, but he's exactly. probably going to take some time away, and this would be a good way to to send him off in a big crate, one of his matches that he likes to do, you know? Yep. Get all messed up, make a big, like, you know, uh, memorable moment, and then and then Anthony Gogo wins and gets even bigger and, and goes mm-hmm. for it on TV. So uh, I think that, that I mean, I, I think actually, no, I think you know, Gogo might actually win this. It's very possible. No, because Cody is kind of doing what Hulk Hogan did on Nitro, but the correct way. Because Hogan's whole thing was, I have certain dates that I have to meet for Nitro. I'm going to do those dates, and the rest of the time you deal with the fact that I'm not there. Cody seems to plan for the fact that he's a guy with a lot of side projects. He's got a reality show. He hosts that Go Big show on TBS. He's about to be a father, so you know he's going to be involved there just based on the way him and Brandy are as a couple. Uh, And so he... He becomes this guy who, when when you know he's about to leave, all of a sudden someone like Brody Lee starts to really catch fire. Someone like Anthony Agogo starts to really catch fire, and it's it's a way to kind of give these guys some fire before he goes off and is off screen for a while. And I I I you know as I say, I got to raise a Red Bull to it. I did like I didn't didn't like the promo, but like a good horror movie, I don't, it was supposed to make me just uncomfortable. And and even. I kind of want to go back to the fact that he's going to be the American dream. Cause what, what do you all kind of think of the fact that Cody Rhodes is now officially going to be taking up his father's moniker for one, one night only. I'm going to throw, throw to Sam first and then Sydney, Sam, what do you kind of think of the American dream Cody Rhodes? I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. I mean, it'll 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 be it'll be cool. You know, people love it. It'll it'll be gift and videos <laughs> out there and mm. yeah. It, I mean, I, it'll be cool. It'll be interesting to see what he does as far as like his his, his actual uh, gear and his entrance. As he does a more elaborate ent- entrance, you know, will Brandy come out with him? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. text him. I don't know. Like. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. I'm interested in it. But. So he's allowed to use that now. American. That's Dream? he's gonna. That's what he said. He's going to be for one night only. The American Dream. Cody Rhodes. I know he. I know he won some kind of thing with WWE either last year or something. That he's allowed to be Cody Rhodes again. He just hasn't really done it yet because he does. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's it. It's the kind of thing that I think he wants to earn or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's he's going to be for one night only. The American Dream. Cody Rhodes. Uh, and I mean, Sydney. What do you, what do you think of the the kind of the one night only tribute to his father. Cause this is something Dustin, even like most of his early storylines in WCW, he struggled with the fact that he didn't want to be the American dream. He couldn't be the American dream because Noah, it, that's a big sword to pick up. It's a heavy sword to pick up. Uh, what mm-hmm. do what do you kind of think of, of Cody's uh, pitch? I feel like, I feel like it's leading towards probably more of like a, I, I'm 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 interested to, uh, like Sam said I'm interested to see how the presentation is going to be and mm-hmm. how things are going to be different um but I feel like that's kind of more of a way to kind of send him on his way because it's like the way re- the wrestling works is like go mm-hmm. out on your back it's like yep. so I feel like when he has to go and I believe um, I believe it's end of the summer. I think Brandy's due. I think if I remember that correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's really close to um, getting there. And, and obviously he wants to, I'm sure he wants to be there for uh, his kid, but I feel like that's kind of a way to like pay tribute to Dusty and mm-hmm. his family lineage while also uh doing what i think dusty would want uh wrestlers to do which is bringing up somebody else which now i'm like if anthony gogo doesn't win i'm gonna be shocked because now that i'm thinking about it it's like yeah he's gotta he's gotta he's got all this other stuff he's gotta do he's got uh uh he's got a kid uh, on the way and all this sort of stuff it's like it just seems right that he would go out on his back to lift anthony gogo up and make him a bigger star. And I feel like the great way to do that is Anthony Agogo getting to say, I beat the American dream. Or even better, you could do something like, I killed the American dream. There you go. I shattered the American dream. Oh, I, made, I made America. <laughs> Anthony Agogo is the one who made America wake up from the American dream. Oh. There's, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot there. And, <laughs> oh, and I, I like that. Right? Because there, there is, I because I was a little. I was a little hesitant about it at first because Cody doesn't really live. Sorry, but dogs being my because Cody doesn't really live up to the background that Dusty had. Cody isn't a rags to riches story at the end of the day. I mean, at the end of the day, Dusty was a local hero. He was the son of a local legend. And so it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't vibe the way the son of a plumber who went from, you know, r- literal dirt poor eating beans all the way up to eating with kings. Cody he hasn't had that struggle that Dusty had. He is he has definitely had his own struggles in life and I think that you know it's there's I'm not discounting where he came from but at the end of the day he is in a different place than Dusty ever was. And that's all that's and that's part of the American dream is the fact that Dusty wanted his kid to be in that place so that he never had to be. Um and and 
so there is there is almost a hollowness to sort of someone who's had the road maybe laid out for them saying I'm the American dream, but hollow things shatter so much easier. And so that's why I'm like, that's, that could be the, 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 the crux that Anthony Gogo hits. I don't know. I mean, Tama, what do you, what do you think of, of the whole, cause you're, you are, you're a second generation wrestler. You're even, you're even wearing an, a, a name that your father wrestled under in Japan. And so you are someone who's actually taken up the mantle. You're someone who's actually, you know, taken up their father's mantle. What do you think of, of Cody's kind of pitch to be the American dream? Uh, I, I think every second generation wrestler uh, has that option, mm-hmm. which way they want to take it. They can either take it their, you know, their family name legacy, or they can try to build something on their own, on their own style. Uh, and I, hey, props to, to Cody. If he wants to do it like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's his choice, you know. And and then uh, good luck with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, me, you know. I, Everybody's like um, how you're describing Cody's father, his rags to riches story. And when I came into the business, we've talked about this before. People, you know, bookers and everybody wanted me to act just like my father. And I didn't want to do that. That's the one thing I didn't want to do because that's how he, that was his, his thing. And I wanted to go off on my own and create my own thing. Mm-hmm. And what, you know, I like that Cody has done his own because his own style and if he wants to tie it up in the story with being the American dream to find I mean <laughs> do it and maybe in the future when we look back and see how his story did you know how he, he portrayed all that you can be like ah oh, okay so the artist itself uh Cody yep. you know you gotta wait until that product is put out and yep. just be a, a fan of, of what he's trying to do Yep. No, I'm I'm completely with you because I think you make a great point about how you, especially when you're a second generation star, you have to make that, you have to make your own way. And Cody has done that. And that was, mm-hmm. I think, a lot of where my hesitance came from is why throw out the American nightmare that you've worked mm-hmm. so hard on, especially since you left WWE, that uh, I, it, it, I'm glad he's only doing it for one night. I'm glad it's more of a, a tribute. It's a one night only thing. It's not going to be, it doesn't even sound like it's going to be like Finn Balor's demon where he pulls it out for the big events. It's, it very much feels like it's going to be once and for all. Cause that was that, like I said, that was uh, Dustin Rhodes' big thing. His, his brother was, he didn't want to throw away gold dust. He didn't want to throw away all of the stuff that he has worked so hard to to build to differentiate himself uh from his father's See, legacy to me to me dustin and and cody are polar opposites yep to me that's you know even even their work style their work rate is polar opposites and as as a performer as a wrestler i i gravitate more towards dustin mm-hmm. and what he's done even in his earlier work you could just see like so many things that He's a natural, and it wasn't that he like that was. Yeah, that's his, that's his thing his now. Thing. He's the natural Dustin. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and you watch that, and then you could see his transition. He transitioned, and then he became the gold gold dust. And what he's done after that, even when you put on a a, a gimmick like gold dust, man, to portray it like how he did. If you remember watching it back then, you were like intrigued. And then you were watching, but he was so damn good at doing it, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so, and look at him many years later, you appreciated what he's done. And, and he still is a hell of a worker, still is, can still pull those stunts. And I like Cody, the mm-hmm. way, I like some of the things he's done. But I, I think 
I think Dustin blows him out of the water. I that's I I think Cody right now is just that we he's done things differently and he's mm-hmm. at a high level uh, caliber right now. Um, but compared to what his brother did in in the work rate, I think his brother Dustin is just way far ahead. But Cody otherwise smart as in business and what he's trying to the avenue that he's going in mm-hmm. doing these uh these side hustles these other you know ventures yes very smart but yeah. I, I yeah no it's it's a it's definitely it, it, it's a much more three-dimensional build to to the match than i think a lot of people would have would have thought it would have been and i'm i'm just like like i said i'm real excited to see where anthony agogo goes from here because i think they really have they have lightning in a bottle with him because he's an olympic boxer so like you've got that you got that real solid fighting background and so he has he has fighting instincts even um and then you just kind of add how well spoken he is you add the fact that he's he's not only a smart guy but he also has a british accent which people just implicitly trust there are studies towards it that uh the british accent people go i think he might even even you could you know you can be dumb as a post but if you say it with a british accent there are going to be some people who go i think i think he's onto something um (laughs) and so he's just he's got a lot and then you also add the fact that the night i think what qt marshall and the factory are doing right now is very uh is very interesting and i think it's made camarado a go-go and uh and uh solo both really all three of them really kind of shine and props to qt marshall for for making that happen uh but that's not the only big aew news going on because aew's parent company warner media is going to be merging with discovery at&t has kind of spinned off warner media and discovery to kind of uh unite them but what this really means is the giant war on wednesday nights between guys go- grocery games and cody and aew is now official it's not there's an ar- now an armistice because they are they are now under the same umbrella discovery owns uh guys grocery games and now discovery is a part of warner media so there's there's a lot of opportunities for reality crossover there's a lot of opportunities for even because with Discovery Plus you have a you have a fantastic documentary crew, and so you could you could even see like an an upgrade to stuff like being the elite to stuff like their their road to shows, uh, and so there's it, it seems like uh, it seems like because we keep you know kind of comparing uh, AEW to WCW when AT and T when Time Warner and uh, AOL merged that was the end of, of WCW because the executives didn't really see a strength in it. Now you're at a point where the this merger is probably going to be the best thing to happen to AEW because like they're they're number one in the ratings right now and everything they're beating are just people that have been brought under the same corporate uh, umbrella. I, the, the wins keep kind of keep kind of coming for for AEW on the on the business front. There, I don't know, S- Sydney. What do you kind of think of this this news that? AEW that you know Warner Media Discovery now have have a chance to really put AEW in in some good position despite the fact they've already been in they're already winning. <laughs> yeah. Um so I don't know a ton about like that specific stuff. I yep. knew about it happening. Uh and I do agree that it's probably going to only help AEW. It's only going to make things better. They're going to be able to have more crossover like you said about the documentary stuff. I feel like they could do being the elite better, I feel like they could do the road twos. I feel like they could yep. do fantastically. Um, I was not alive during. Well, I, if I was alive, I was, I was, uh, I was very young. I was not a wrestling fan yet when WCW was around, and um, so I don't know like 
all the connections to that. But I feel like this is more like how d they wanted WCW to be because now it's like they're the top thing. So it's like Warner Media is like, well, why wouldn't we would never get rid of this? Why would we yep. get rid of this? It's such a huge profit. Yeah, they, they get to be like they get to be the banner kind of company for that network right now. Because like back in the back in the old days when we what we used to consider the wrestling boom. Now that there's this new wrestling boom that actually is helping everyone instead of just WWE. It, during the old wrestling boom, they used to kind of talk about wrestling like the redheaded stepchild of every TV network. Because well, every show was doing great numbers. Friends was on, The Sopranos was on. Like every everyone was doing such great numbers that the fact that you know WWE and, and WCW were getting millions of people didn't matter. But now that one million, that nine hundred thousand that AEW is is kind of regularing is kind of keeping as their their median for the past few weeks. That's a that's a number you can hang a hat on. I mean, Sam, uh, am I wrong? There feels like a lot of crossover opportunities here with AEW and uh, and Discovery, all of that kind of stuff. I mean, just imagine a guy's grocery, guy's groceries game with AEW wrestlers. Yep. You know, or it'd be great. You'd be getting like another brawl, like like Stone Cold <laughs> and Booker T through a grocery store, you know, but yep. it'd be like, I don't know who it'd be, Dark Order and somebody, I don't know, but it'd be something, it'd be great. It's good. Yep. Uh, there's probably already a show called AEW Discovery in the work. I don't know. <laughs> I I would hope so, like, because it does kind of feel like, like when like we've seen with with the Go Big Show and uh, others that AEW is very good at, at kind of crossing over with the Warner Media products, right? Like we've seen we've seen like Godzilla versus Kong advertisements. We've seen they did a they had an episode where like the whole crowd had Rick and Morty masks, uh, and so it does it does feel like this will this will be this will be good good for them but really i'm not gonna lie uh first tama what do you kind of think of the news and then i'll, I'll bring up why i brought this up because uh, no I, I like what you guys are all yeah. saying because i have no clue any about any yep. of that but <laughs> hey i'm with you well they're not the only ones dealing with crossover potential right now wwe had a big crossover uh brand moment this past weekend at what was considered by all a, a, a relatively solid pay-per-view wrestlemania backlash the first uh WWE pay-per-view since WrestleMania, but people aren't talking about Roman Reigns versus Cesaro. They're not talking about Bobby Lashley versus uh, Drew McIntyre and uh, Braun Strowman. What they're talking about is the Lumberjack zombie match that was shown in participation with, uh, with Army of the Dead, directed by Zack Snyder and starring former WWE superstar Batista. And during the match... John Morrison got eaten by zombies. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Full on swarmed by zombies, eaten, and then they just kind of moved on and the show show kept going. Uh, social media was not happy about this. A lot of people were not <laughs> happy about this. I don't like to bring him up in this way because he's a nice guy and I, I think he gets shit on unfairly, but they lost Ryan Satin on this one and once you lose Ryan Satin like that 
he he can find a silver lining to anything and even he was like i don't get this i don't i don't know what's going on here it was a confusing moment of sports entertainment for everyone i'll throw to sam first sam what'd you think of the zombies baby well, I, I don't really watch WWE, so I didn't watch. But <laughs> Damn it! I, I, I did. I did go back and and you know watch the clips. You can't help but see it. It's out there. Everybody's yep. about it. But I mean, what I love about it is seeing everybody argue about wrestling <laughs> when this kind of stuff comes on. I mean, you're talking about wrestling. I mean, now <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the clip I did see with it was Damian Priest and Miz, and the zombies looked okay. I liked. I mean, the 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 look was cool but yeah like the is miz coming back they, they no, morrison's already i will i will i will let you know he morrison showed up on monday night raw wrestled a match but also complained about feeling a little empty inside after being bitten by the zombies so this might not be done this might not be over with we might be uh there might be some long-term storytelling here well i good yeah, I'm just I'm I'm just throwing if, out the breadcrumbs they've left. <laughs> if they can if they can build to like some zombie king character coming out and like I don't know something new and different, I mean I'd be okay with it. At least the zombies looked okay. I okay. Mean, yeah. yeah. That's Except a very they, they registered pain. You're zombies. You <laughs> you're not supposed to register pain. You know, you like get you can get knocked down or hit, but don't be like oh oh you know I don't know. It it's a very good point, Sydney. What did you kind of think of of the the zombie apocalypse that WWE brought onto us in the middle of a show, Mike? <laughs> so I wasn't planning to watch Backlash, but my brother put it on, so I did see it, and I was like, "Are are we doing this?" Like I understand cross promotion. I understand that. Like I I understood the whole. Rick and Morty thing with AEW and the Godzilla versus Kong and all that sort of stuff. But this, I feel like this is going a little too far. Like, I mean, I agree with Sam. The zombies did look pretty good, but it's zombies. I don't understand it. And I don't think it belongs in wrestling. I know wrestling's stupid sometimes. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's like the underground. I, and they had zombies basically in Lucha Underground. I, I hated the underground. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I just Hey Sam, I, you know why you know why those those zombies were you know was they were selling those those punches and stuff? Because they were wrestling zombies, man. Oh, uh, that's why. Yeah. It's muscle right. memory, yeah. It muscle memory. <laughs> <laughs> even, even in death, they're still selling. Uh, <laughs> selling. I want to know who trained those zombies. They really, they drilled it into the <laughs> <laughs> What'd, you, what'd, you, what'd you think of the zombie incident, Tama? I, I, um, look, I'm going to try to to be even. I, I can appreciate what they were trying to do and what they put together, the storytelling in it, right? You can you can appreciate John Morrison trying to come in. I mean, okay, before John Morrison, uh, yep, Priest and uh, uh, Miz, Miz went outside and yep. you know they were fighting off the zombies like in the movie, right? They find it off and they back <laughs> in each other. Then turn around, they looked at each other like we could fight each other. But let's no, they turned let's, back and started fighting all the zombies and they went around and they came back <laughs> in and they didn't concentrate on each other. Yep. And the zombies were, you know, they were, they were still just they couldn't climb into the ring, even though they were able to do it at the end of the match. But 
but you know, but then Morrison comes in, does the big save. Oh, he's fighting up, and he does some cool shit to zombies. Yep. And then, and then he knocks down the zombie, and then he sets the zombie up so he can climb up and do a, a, do a move to the zombie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the hell are you doing, bro? <laughs> so he pulls the zombie towards the wall so he can climb up the wall. And then all of a sudden, these two other zombies grab him up, and he's slowly getting pulled down. It's like, oh, no. Uh, then that distracts more. Uh, <laughs> yeah. that, that distracts the Miz. It's like, oh, my best yeah. friend is getting pulled in. He's getting eaten. Oh, oh. shit. Turns around, gets hit. Yeah. One, two, three. And then the zombie's like, oh, we can come in now. Oh, let's eat up. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can you know I, I was laughing I was cringing and laughing and it, and 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 just was like okay that's I can see and they appreciate what you guys did there yeah but <laughs> damn that was corny but oh, uh, man. Okay. all right cool it, man <laughs> it was definitely it was definitely something uh it was I look I was I was kind of in the same boat as everyone going what the hell is this while it was happening it was it was my because pro- my problem with the supernatural stuff in WWE is it only exists in the moment that it's happening, and then it, and then it does it. It just goes away. There's no tr- there's no trauma from watching one of your coworkers get eaten by zombies. Like it, when I think of Michael Cole's career, he has watched he's watched Kane set multiple people on fire by summoning fire. He has watched the Undertaker do multiple stuff. He's watched people get buried alive. He's watched John Morrison eaten by zombies. After a certain point. Every WWE announcer should be like rocking back and forth in a padded room telling people that demons are real and they're trying to kill my friends. Like there's no there's no stakes to it. And so that that I initially always have a problem with, but I God help me, I can defend it. And the reason I can defend it is because at the end of the day, John Morrison is someone who when it comes to Cross when it comes to brand synergy, there is no one who is more willing to let themselves be cannibalized than John Morrison. If you look at his run when he leaves WWE for the first time and he goes to the independence, he doesn't have a name. He's just Johnny. And then if he's in Impact, he's Johnny Impact. If he's in Lucha Underground, he's Johnny Lucha. If he's in uh if he's in Mexico, he's Johnny Mundo. He's he he's brand is malleable to whatever brand that he's in. And he kind of did that while he was setting up a, a very nice life for himself as as like a Hollywood consultant. Because there was a brief period there where every wrestling like film or TV show, Morrison would show up. Like whether it's the the Air Bud movie that has wrestling in it or whether it's like the Scooby-Doo cartoons, like John Morrison has a presence. He's like Chavo Guerrero. He's someone that people, they know they can talk to about the wrestling business to get an idea of it without it being, you know, being taken for a ride. And so producers like to like to work with him and so now that he's back in the wwe being john morrison has been this it's been a struggle because it's this kind of throwback to like 2007 when he was the ecw champion like he hasn't been john morrison for a while and he's also he was also kind of a pioneer of that athletic style where everything has a flip everything is just a little bit more athletic and so in a world where you've got Will Ospreay, where you've got Ricochet, where you've got all of these junior heavyweights that have been inspired by John Morrison, he needs something more. And I, I think if he's actually going to become a zombie, he's going to slow down a little bit and he's going to maybe, you know, you know, tweak your expectations of what to expect from a, a John Morrison match. I'm in. I'm ready to I'm ready to see what the next step for this guy is because he's so adaptable and he's so good at, at even making something like this weird zombie cross promotion thing work. Uh and so I just I 
I think it was weird and I wish they would, you know, they would add some, add some, you know, serious, you know, I wish they would treat it like they actually saw something happen, but um, I'm not going to lie. Raw might have me on board for the, the John Morrison slowly turning into a zombie if they stick through with it, if they stick through with it, but it does, it raises, <laughs> it raises a larger question about supernatural elements in wrestling. Cause it's, it's like y'all said, as much fun as the zombies were, what was really fun is watching people debate what is wrestling, what is, you know, sports entertainment. And so I kind of want to, I kind of want to pick y'all's brain. Um, what, what do you think? I'm going to start with you, Tom. What do you think of like the supernatural in, in wrestling? Do you think there's, there's a place for it? Or do you think it just, we need to just get rid of it? We need to go straight back to the straight athletic contests. Uh, no, I, I don't think we should get rid of it. I think, each promotion is a brand, right? And that mm-hmm. brand is going to, all right, you got the sci-fi channel, you got the sports channel, you got the whatever channel. So whatever kind of wrestling, there's wrestling in Japan is sports-based, but, yep. you know, the here and there, you see a little sprinkle of, of yep. magic dust, you know? Yep. <laughs> so, so and then at WWE, you'll have a bunch of magic dust everywhere. <laughs> it's so, all over, it's covered in, <laughs> covered in magic <laughs> just, dust. Just throw it in your face, yep. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And, and AEW, you got, you know, you got your mixture. I, I, they're still finding their group. They're doing their thing. And uh, I, it's your choice, man. I think wrestling is open. Mm-hmm. I think it's an open uh, artist platform. And and that's how, however you want to, to uh, portray that, mm-hmm. present that to people. And people get to choose what they like and what they don't like. And because, you know, that's... Tell me, like, people were, they, I don't know, I don't know <laughs> back in, in 95 when Kane was setting people on fire, throwing yep. fire flames up, I think, you know, people were like, oh, shit, you know? It, it, what about when they had cage matches yep. back in the 80s? What, what do you think of that? Or, or the, um, the, 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 the uh, barbed wire match, you know? Yep. The, so what, when, when you start going that, what do you call that? What is that? Would that be a death match? You know, so you start going towards that. And then, so I think there's avenues for everybody to choose which what they like, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know. I know I'm with you on that. Cause like, that was my initial is like, I think if, if, if new Japan had a guy eaten by zombies, there would be a lot more people going, what the, what the fuck, why are we doing, but with WWE, like that's, that's just, that's something they do. They are at the end of the day, they, they really do fit into that. Like, the like universal stunt shows where you know huh. you know you're at a stunt show but then in the middle of it you really will believe anything like you know those especially like the like the water world ride like man yeah. once you get like halfway into the water world ride you're in it you're no longer in yeah. universal you're in water world <laughs> um especially right. if you if you know you're willing to to kind of give yourself to it but i want i, I want to throw to to well first uh throw to sydney and then to, to sam sydney what what in your opinion what do you think works in wrestling supernaturally and what is just doesn't doesn't really hit you it doesn't it doesn't have to be a this is this is good this is bad it's just some stuff sticks with you some stuff doesn't you know what i mean yeah i i agree with um i agree with tama about how wwe is a lot of the supernatural and goofy things with sprinkles of uh actual sports wrestling new japan's more specifically sports wrestling with bits of uh, uh, goofy things sometimes, and mm-hmm. AEW is like a mix of it. I totally agree with that. Um, 
some of the supernatural elements work for me. Like I was at, I believe it was WrestleMania 34, the one in okay. New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, 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 this is technically supernatural when John Cena was out there and yep. Elias came out and all that sort of stuff. And then the lightning struck and his gear just, dis- and Undertaker's gear disappeared. While that's supernatural, I, I popped, I, I went crazy because I was so excited because I knew that meant Undertaker. So I feel like some things work for super, for wrestling and supernatural. And I feel like the lightning, the fire, I feel like that stuff works. But when you're like, Alexa's got black goo on her. Mm-hmm. Why? We don't know. She's just got black goo on her. <laughs> um, and yep. I'm just like, where did this come from? We still haven't gotten an explanation for it. He's now like spooky. Okay, I'm cool with that. But it's like that sort of like with her being like almost like controlled by the doll or whatever. I don't know. I I don't watch a ton of TV. I've I've been trying to keep like because it's one of those cases where because I don't like the Alexa Bliss fiend stuff, I kind of keep going back to it to kind of try and so I can at least know what I'm talking about. Um, and it, it, they don't, it doesn't feel like they have the why yet. Like they have a lot of really, they got a lot of really cool moments, but they don't have anything linking them together in any meaningful way. And I think it, it just goes to that old adage that you can really not just, sorry, but not just only, you can't just only talk, not just wrestling fans, but any fans of anything, you have to give people a why otherwise, because like, it's the difference between Marvel and, and DC. Marvel gave us... 20-something movies that was the reason why uh, Endgame and Infinity War happened. And then Justice League was like, hey, we got a bunch of moments here that are supposed to feel like 20 movies worth of moments, but it's, it's not It's not 20 movies. It's not uh, not the same. I don't know. I'm, I want to throw to Sam now just to make sure I'm not, like, rambling too much. But Sam, what, do you, what, do you, what, do you, what works for you supernaturally in wrestling? What doesn't work for you supernaturally in wrestling? And what do you think is the reason one of the first matches that i ever saw that got me into wrestling was papa shango versus i don't remember who it was some jobber and you know he cursed his knee and then the dude's knee got hurt by the end of the match and that's how papa shango won and i was like a little kid i'm just like what what is what's going on and then like a little bit after that i saw undertaker and all that so that drew me in as a kid Mm -hmm. so i mean i understand like for the younger crowd they're going for that's definitely you know appealing but like I said earlier, I like Lucha Underground. I mean, mm-hmm. I like Trigar Pro. I like kind of ridiculous stuff if they can make it work in, in like a real world sense, you know. But but also I think even believability in general, even with strong style or the, just yeah. the sports stuff, that's it falls in the same category, you know. It's it's you know making me believe what's going on, making me interested in what's going on. So. I like I like it if they can make it work. If it like mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss stuff, I don't even know what's going on because I tuned out on that a long time ago because I don't even care. Yeah, but like, damn, Ace, it's Ace. Ace. I, I, yeah, no, I agree go. with you, dude. Sorry, just gonna no, go you're back. Good. That first memory of Papa Shango was the first time I saw when he created like the dude started having like that black goo <laughs> that Alexa Bliss would have. Yep. That black goose started coming down. Uh, I remember that from Papa Shango. He did that to somebody in the match. And I remember I was like, what the hell? Oh, my God. What's going on? Who, who is it? Who is he? <laughs> you know? and, I, and, and that just threw me. It threw me off. And I was like, this shit is crazy. 
where are they getting these people from? From Africa? From from where? From the deep islands? Where? where? You know. <laughs> so you know, I I'm with you, Sam. I, I think they're really pointing towards that the younger generation to come, like that believe that believability. Yeah. Sorry yep. to cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, you're good because I, I I'm glad Sam brought up the the Lucha Underground Chikara because like there is there are promotions that have made supernatural their thing. I mean, Lucha Underground really was a, a, a supernatural comic book show that happened to take place in a wrestling arena. Um, and, and I think one thing that Lucha Underground and WWE have in common is they both created an authority figure that you believed could control these supernatural elements, whether it's Dario Cueto in, in Lucha Underground, where sometimes he's like straight up, yeah, Montanza is my son. So this is, you're, you're literally fighting my child. But he, it felt like, it felt believable that he could, he could get all of these people together the same way that like all of the supernatural stuff in WWE has turned Vince into the greatest summoner in like the history of summoners. Like, cause think, think about the star power of the undertaker and that's a phone call for Vince. Think about he summons a demon who is the devil's favorite demon. He can turn wrestlers into zombies. He can t- he, he becomes the guy who controls all of the supernatural elements. And so it, it and it's something that I think I think people can kind of believe because Vince is is crazy like that. You know what I mean? It's not I'm not talking he's a real summoner, but in the world of WWE if he's the be all and end all cuz even even in kayfabe they'll bring him out and have him be like, "Yes, I am the I am WWE. I'm the CEO. I'm the chairman, and I can control the Undertaker. Imagine, think about that. Think about like the mythology and the lore of the Undertaker. Vince McMahon controls that. That's that's I think the element missing. Like I don't I don't know if like the with the Dark Order it felt separate from AEW, and that's what made it. The, I think the kind of supernatural stuff work. It felt like they were an invading force. Like you don't. I can't see. I can't. I'm not at the point where I can see Tony Khan like summoning Brody Lee. I can see Brody Lee like being like, Hey, I came here to kick some ass and take some names, but it never felt, it never felt like, uh, it never felt like anyone was in control of him. Um, and I think that's, that's where like the supernatural stuff can, that's what make or breaks the supernatural stuff is how it reacts to the reality of wrestling, to the reality of that, that, that gray area that wrestling creates especially in the in the 21st century where we know that alexa even though alexa bliss has all of the goo on her her twitter handle is i think she's still lexi kaufman to make that separation you know to make that uh delineation between what happens on screen and what happens uh on social media and and you start to see with guys like the undertaker as he moves into social media it starts to it starts to diminish things a little bit. He's now mainly, uh, he's man- now mainly in reality. Uh, he's in the documentaries. He's not as much on the screen. And Kane is now more of a mayor than he is uh, a demon. Um, and so you do start to see not necessarily a, a, a shelf life for the supernatural, but the supernatural needs that three dimensional edge to it in this era, in this 21st century, we need to, we, we need to believe even harder because it's so easy mm-hmm. to, to find the answers. Like I can, I can Google it, right? I could pull up on my phone right now what Papa Shango's real name is. I like to pull his business card out of my wallet. Um, but it's, would you it's, say, would you say, do we need to lean in to it for it to be more uh, believable or do we need to just appreciate the art of it? Is there a difference? 
I don't think there is a difference. I think if you if you believe in it, you can appreciate the art of it, and if you appreciate the art of it, you kind of believe in it to a to a degree. Like I, there is plenty of art I don't believe in that I. That's why I can't can't grasp it. Like uh, I'm trying to think of a good like. I have been, I've tried, I've tried with Gilmore Girls. It seems like a great show, but it doesn't stick to me. And so therefore, even though it's got some of the quickest, wittiest dialogue, I still, it's still right. not like, I, I can't quote it the way I can quote Shakespeare, but there are some people who can, because it sticks to them and yeah. it's, it's, it, it lives inside them. Um, and so I, th I think that's what it is. If, if, if you're Alexa Bliss, I, especially with the way a lot of her fans have been, I understand why she wants a separation from Alexa Bliss, why she would want, that private space where she knows that people aren't going to, you know, start talking to her like she's Alexa Bliss. Um, mm. But with, you know, it's it's a catch. I don't know. And 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 maybe maybe I'm you know just a lone voice in the woods. But it feels like it's a case by case basis. If you're going to lean into it in 2021, you got to lean into it. You got to go full bore, or else people are going to only see the places you're not into it. Or you have to completely separate yourself so that way people know. All right, I'm watching Raw, so all of a sudden this person is this person now, you know, in in the way that uh, in the way that guys like Paul, Rudd, in the way that actors do it. Um, I don't know, what let's 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 bring this into a broader idea since we're we're already talking about the we're already talking about believability, but like I, I, to kind of wrap it up, like Sam, what what makes you whether it's wrestling, whether it's art, what makes you kind of believe in something? What is what is going to be that thing that that makes you makes you believe? I mean, like, I don't know, like, cause I got into wrestling in the nineties, you know, mm -hmm. like pre. Well, but, and, and, and let me, let me just say, that's why I said it doesn't have to just be wrestling. There's no right or wrong answer. It's just literally like, whether it's, whether it's wrestling, whether it's art, what, what is it that like kind of hooks you? Did you feel there's like a common thread or is it just kind of a, a any, anything, you know? I mean, yeah, there's a common thread. I mean, it's, okay. I like, I mean, it's, it's got to have some intelligence and some thought put into it, okay. you know, like it's not just like something that's cookie cutter or, you know, that's mm -hmm. an easy take on something that somebody already did that was cool, but something that's thoughtful, that's different, that makes me think or that engages me in some way. So, I mean, wrestling does that, you know, definitely with storylines or matches or how, you know, they mm -hmm. uh, present themselves even on social media, but just in their entrances or on, on screen, whenever they're on screen. But yeah, definitely. But also, um, like, I don't know, I guess a little bit of dark humor, too, okay. for me, you know, like, not taking it seriously, but also like, uh, saying something real to make you think about it, like, oh, oh, shit. Yeah, but, oh, but you don't think about it after you're done laughing about it, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And like, and, and again, I think it, it kind of like goes that. back to, yeah. Like, cause it, that's something that like can be applied to wrestling so easily. Like mm -hmm. just, just the idea that all you, all you have to do is think about the stuff that you're presenting to people uh -huh. and you can, you yeah. can tell when people are, you can tell when people aren't, especially in wrestling. Um, and that's why I, like I, I keep going back to that Cody Anthony Gogo promo. That's, that's the one where it's like, I really thought I knew, what was happening and now that's now that we're at a you know almost a week out it has i my, my mind has completely changed where i'm like oh they really thought about this they really gave me something to they gave me something to really think about up in the in the build up to, to double or nothing that's an that's an interesting point I'm, I'm throwing the same question to you sydney i mean what are the what are the things that kind of uh again no there's no right or wrong answer it's just what what hooks you to to art to 
um, to wrestling to whatever? What is what is going to be that thing that that makes it real for you? Um, for me, when when I can kind of see behind the scenes, I can see the passion that they have. Like I can feel that they. Mm-hmm. My cat just walked in. It's a, uh, <laughs> a pet. It's a pet heavy episode. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, but uh, I feel the passion behind everything. I can feel that these people behind the scenes making this, whatever, whether it be music or YouTube or wrestling, anything at all. I feel like when I see that passion, that's when I I get interested. It's like okay, I can see you care about this, so I should care about this. And I also agree that there's intelligence involved and also making sure that things are cohesive enough that people can follow along with it, whether it be wrestling storylines or song meanings or something like that. And I feel like having that passion as well as the intelligence to create it uh, kind of goes hand in hand that would allow something for me to be drawn in. Like I some some music I've listened to that I never would have listened to beforehand. Um, I was brought in because I could feel the passion in their singing and mm-hmm. the meaning behind the songs and such. And I mean, that was how I was with AEW even. Like I could tell Nick, Matt and Cody and Kenny and Tony Khan, all of them were passionate about it. And I could tell that they had smart people behind the scenes and they had people to build it into the the wrestling that it is now and what it was from the beginning and what it's evolved into. And I feel like that goes for all wrestling. Like you can see like the passion from the, from new Japan president and, and stuff like that. I feel like you can see that passion and that makes you interested because it's like, Oh, you care so much about this. So show me why I should care. And Mm -hmm the intelligence behind that part of showing like storylines and all these sort of things as to why I should care. I feel like that's kind of how to draw me and to make me believe. Okay. Yeah. And, and I, it does feel like there is a, there is a through line there. Cause the, the idea of the caring about it, having the passion for what you're, you're presenting to people, you, you have to care about something to to think about the way you're going to present it. You have to care about something to to do the work that I think I think Sam was was talking about. And it 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 brings up a, a very good point that there is no one reason why people like things. Sydney's different from Sam, who's different from Tom, who's different from me. Like we're all, and that's how all wrestling audiences are. And I think especially when when social media finds something that they can they can really really dump on they're gonna go for it they're gonna open that wound they're gonna they're gonna fill it up um and so that's why i i i can almost defend the zombies if they're passionate about it if they care about it if this is really going to the point where we get johnny zombie in you know two to three months at SummerSlam, being a, a zombie version of john morrison who maybe moves a little slower and doesn't doesn't do what do all those john morrison things or either or it was the idea where they went I don't know. What if he gets eaten by zombies? Who cares? You know, like, cause there are, it's just done. Yeah. Cause there are, there are, there are two modes in WWE. There's either the, they really have an idea and they are going to be passionate about it. NXT has a lot of those ideas where you can really, even on social media, they're like, we are defending the story as, as hard as we can. And then sometimes on the main roster, they're into it. And sometimes just sort of like, I guess, I guess it's Monday. We're going to do some stuff. Um, and so 
if if this it if they had a guy get eaten by zombies because they don't care, that's a problem. But if they had a guy eaten by zombies because he's going to eventually become a zombie, it's goofy. But I I can get behind it. It's goofy, <laughs> but it's the kind of thing. It's but goofy. Someone, but someone thought about it. It's goofy it's enough. Definitely to, goofy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's but it's coherently goofy, and that will always be the important thing. Um, one final uh, point before we start to to wrap it up. In um, one thing before we start to wrap it up, New Japan is returning to live events on, on May twenty second. You will be uh, having an event as well as the the uh, proposed events that were supposed to be in Cork and on the 24th, the 25th, and the, the 26th, I believe. Uh, and so it, it does look like New Japan is is done with their, their hiatus, at least for now. We're back on the road to, to wrestle Grand Slam whenever that may be, or maybe it's Dominion. We haven't quite figured it out yet. Uh, but, Tama, how it, does it feel to know that, that they're going to be getting you all back, uh, back in the ring? Damn. Damn, I've been enjoying my quarantine, <laughs> sitting here in my room for two weeks, just slouching, eating get- hamburgers. Fat. <laughs> oh man, you're gonna have to, you're gonna start working out again. <laughs> I gotta starve myself for the next three days. <laughs> no, oh. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it's it's good, man. Uh, I've had I've actually been getting myself ready in the past week, and um, but it's 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 cool. It's good to see that the company's getting rolling again because you know we need to get rolling again we need yep. to get moving you know get back on track and it's to sit here and watch all these other promotions going while we're like on mm-hmm. stuck mode it's kind of it's kind of depressing a little bit you know so it's good to get this thing going and i'm ready to rock and roll hell I'm yeah i'm ready to rock and roll i was gonna say good best of luck to y'all as you as you get back on on the road this has been a it's been a fun chat where can everyone uh uh, let's start with with Sydney. Sydney, where can everyone find you on social media if you want them to find you on social media? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at sazoomer4, uh, okay. and um, I also have a YouTube channel, which is uh, Sydney Summer. It's my full name, but if you look up sazoomer4, you should find that as well. I haven't really uploaded to it very recently because things have been going on you've been but I, let's let's give them the you've been very busy learning I've lots of fancy things lots someday you're school. good yeah <laughs> i will come back to it eventually but i have a few covers on there and um and yeah i i think that's about it i have an instagram but i never use it <laughs> okay well then yeah there's that's where you can find sydney sam where can people find you if you want them to find you and i guess if they want to follow me on twitter they can find me uh, at kfabe rocks i don't really K- post I don't really, I don't really post that often though, but I mean, I, well, I'm, I'm kind of entertaining sometimes, I guess when I, when I do live tweet wrestling, that's all I really do on there. So sometimes that's all you got to do. It's, it's Twitter. It's whatever you want it to be. It's not a, there is no form. There is no function. And uh, Tom, where can everyone find you? Hey, you get, uh, you can find me on Instagram, the good bad guy, Tom Tonga, or on Twitter, Tama underscore Tonga. Come join us on patreon.com backslash Thomas Island. You can be a guest here on the podcast and uh how about you ross where can they find you at ross w berman iv on twitter at ross berman iv on instagram and ross berman.bandcamp.com you can find all my music beautiful guys ross thank you very much for hosting this guys sydney sam thank you for joining us it's been a pleasure talking wrestling with you guys i, I i'm really enjoying this uh supernatural talk on, on wrestling it's really got my mind turning right. <laughs> But guys, thank you very much. Enjoy your week. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to this week's Thomas Island. Find more great Thomas Island content like the Shotgun series, weekly happy hour Zoom course with Tama, video versions of the podcast, and much, much more at patreon.com forward slash Thomas Island and visit at Thomas Island on Instagram and Twitter.